And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Union Jackoff. We've made it. I'm back in London, which feels beautiful. I spent a month at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, then I was two weeks on the road. Now I'm back in London, which feels nice, i got to say, you know? You go around the UK, people think London is a cold place, that it's expensive, people aren't friendly, it's anonymous, and i got to tell you, it is absolutely all those things and that's why it's great i don't get it man i don't get the small town vibe i don't get why it's good to have to stop on the street and talk to people i just want to i just want to get through you know generally i'm running late if there's people i know on the street if people like hey dan what's going on you gotta stop in i mean they're gonna get later it's no good so i'm back i'm back in london back in my flat i get to sleep in a bed again which is very exciting uh, I'm in my flat in London's weird. It's one of those things that came furnished, but it's not like a private. It's it's a private thing. There's no there's no real estate agent. It's just someone else's furniture. And like when you when you move to a new country, you think that oh that'll be great. I'm living in. Uh, I'm living in this place for a little while. I don't want to buy furniture and then sell it again. If it's furnished, that's great. And then when you've lived in that place for a little while you realize you're just essentially living someone's B life. You know, they've got their A life with their A furniture and then you're living the B life with the B furniture. It's like they've upgraded from you. But like, look, I don't want to throw it out just in case something happens to the A furniture so these guys can just kind of wear it down over time. So it's just that weird combination of like probably five years of their life, like acquiring different things at different stages, but it's all just mashed together. I don't really mind. But it is, it is a little bit strange. The, weird, the weirdest one is the, the vacuum cleaner. It came with a vacuum cleaner. And it's, uh, it's got a face on it. That's not something that I want from a vacuum cleaner. I don't, I don't want like... I don't want a broom with ears, you know? I don't, want any, I don't want a dishwasher with a voice. I don't want any of, my, any of my stuff to be a person. I want to treat it as an object and just clean and move on. But... In the UK, man, every single house I've been to has the same vacuum. It's a, it's a red Hoover and it's got a face on it and the vacuum cleaning bit, the, suck, the sucky bit is the nose, uh, which, which, is, which is weird. Could have been the mouth. I think the mouth probably has more suction power than the nose. I'm not a scientist. I don't know for sure, but I probably would have put it as the mouth because then it's right now it's kind of like a weird elephant man not not like the elephant man but like an elephant man just using its nose to clean your apartment and every house i've been to in the uk has the same vacuum i'd never seen it before i got here i've never seen it in any other country i've been to but in the uk they've just decided we want henry hoover as our national vacuum cleaner don't know why it's not good it's not a good vacuum cleaner i looked it up it's not cheap either i don't know why I don't know why they chose that this was the one. Apparently, there's also a Hetty Hoover, which is a female Hoover, which is weird. I don't, I don't really, you know, fem- feminism ain't my campaign. But as a feminist, I wouldn't think that I'd need a vacuum cleaner to also be a woman. I didn't think that was like the equal representation that women were looking for. It's like, yeah, if we've got a male vacuum cleaner, we better have a female vacuum cleaner. And then I assume in the future, there's going to be just like a black vacuum cleaner as well. 
Maybe, I mean, Henry is black. Maybe Henry's a black vacuum cleaner. But again, like I would prefer my vacuum cleaner to not have a race or a gender. I would just prefer it to be a vacuum cleaner. In Australia, I think I had a Dyson, which is a, which is the last name. That could be anything, you know? That's, that's the dream. But anyway, I don't get it. These are, these are the UK things. These are the things where it's like everyone over here wouldn't even think twice that the vacuum's got a face. But then you come over and you're like, why, why, is, there, why is there eyes on that thing? I'm, I'm cleaning up, I'm cleaning up my, my, my hair after I, after I shave. I'm cleaning up dust. I'm sucking a spider in that thing. I don't want to put it in somebody. I want to put it in the vacuum cleaner, the nameless, faceless, emotionless vacuum cleaner. That would, that would be ideal. But anyway, it is nice to be back. When I was on the, when I was on the road, man, I went, to, I went to those little towns again. That's the thing. When, you, when you're doing comedy and you're not at the top you get to see everywhere. That's one of the cool things. You get to see like all the in-between towns. Like I visited four, I think four different places that names start with H, like Hull, which is apparently voted by people the worst city in England, which is brutal. Uh, but you know, they're not that good at voting. So maybe, maybe we can't really trust the result on that one. But I also went to Halifax and I went to Hebden Bridge. They're just all these little villages like in between the big cities. Like in Australia... If you go to like a little place, it's like, it's generally the country, you know, like there's livestock, like people there are farmers. They're like, or they like work in the town, but like are surrounded by farms. Like these things are just like tiny little suburbs, but like 50 miles from the next major city. It's weird, man. And they've all got the different accents. Like I got to say, I'm becoming less aware of it. I think that's the point. I think that's why everyone who comes to the UK, we always talk about the accents, whereas they're like, what are you talking about? We all sound pretty much the same. I think it's like this immersion therapy where just you hear so many different accents on a regular basis. They just stop noticing. Like when I first got here, it was all very different. You'd hear like the North and the South and then like Canadians and Americans. And now I just kind of hear it all as like English pretty much. Like unless you've got a real special accent, I just understand them and move on, you know? I think, I think that's the one thing that like English had over all the other languages. Remember, because like English, yeah, sure, is the language you all speak now, but like it wasn't always like that. You know, there were there was some, there was like tons of French-speaking colonies. There was like Spanish-speaking people still speak Spanish and stuff. But like English has kind of become the main one, like the hot ticket. And I think it's just because with when you're learning English, like no one really cares about how you say it like i'm a, i'm an english speaking person i only speak english uh, and i've never been annoyed really by how people say stuff like if i can understand them whatever that's fine like, i don't think in an english language class it's like yeah now you got to affect your english accent like you know you got to start doing some paddington bear shit because like with french you know you, you learn french and you're like oh yeah bonjour and they're like no 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 no, that's not right it's bonjour and you got to do the accent otherwise the french people they're going to look down at you. And it's like, but they can understand me. Why can't they just deal with my shitty accent? Whereas with English, it's just like, yeah, man, if you can say it and I can understand you, beautiful. I think that's why we're number one. You know, we didn't mind. We just let them, we just let them say the words. And as long as we understood them, that accent's good enough. And then you just get to keep having kids and they get your accent. And that's why we've got so many different accents. I mean, I assume there's probably some different accents in French. I speak like a little bit of German and they've got different ones. But like that was mainly like different, different slang more than the accent itself, except for like the East, East Germans. They had their own thing going on. 
But I mean, if Russia's controlling your country, like the USSR is controlling your country for a long time, I do expect you to sound a little bit different. You know, I think that's fine. But no, when I was um when I was going around, I also made it to Liverpool, uh, which is where this week's guest is from and continues to live. And if I was if I was a betting man, he's going to continue to live there for pretty much ever. This guy is a Liverpudlian. He's a Liverpool man. He's Adam Rowe. And uh, yeah, I went to Liverpool to do like a show up there. And I, I squeezed in time to see Adam, um, who is another really great comedian. Uh, he's he's one, of those, one of those dudes who just you hear about before you even meet them. You know, he's just on the scene. He's everywhere. He's working hard. It's just one of those names that you see around. If you're any... In any way a fan of English comedy, you definitely would have seen the name Adam Rowe. Uh, he just he just had a real hot Edinburgh Fringe run. Got some great reviews. He won Dave's Joke of the Fringe. Uh, Dave's Joke of the Fringe, which was, I used to work in the job center and I was always really terrified because if I lost my job, I'd have to come in again tomorrow. Now, that's me butchering it, but you can find it in various publications. But yeah, Adam Rowe went up to Liverpool. It was my second time in Liverpool. I think, I think Liverpool, you expect it to be bigger because it's not a big place. That was the thing. When I went over, I was expecting kind of like, you know, 3 million, 4 million people and that is not Liverpool. Like, you know, Liverpool obviously responsible for the Beatles. They're all out of Liverpool and <laughs> Liverpool definitely reminds you of that every chance that it gets. And the other thing is, as an Australian Liverpool football team, the Liverpool, the Reds, they have a bit of a place in Australian history because probably the best Australian footballers we've ever had have always ended up playing for Liverpool. So a lot of people in Australia support Liverpool. Uh, there's a s- suburb of Sydney called Liverpool. It all sounds very familiar. And then I got there and it was just so much smaller than I expected. It's like about an hour uh, west of Manchester. Manchester still seems pretty big, you know, smaller than I thought again, but still pretty big. Whereas Liverpool, man, there's like this little, this is like main little bit. And then not much else, (laughs) not much else. I mean, there probably is like, I'm probably, I probably got more stuff to see, but yeah, it's just like, it's not a big place. It's very local. It's very familiar. Like these are, these are the reasons that I think Adam wants to stay there. You know, he's got the proper scouse accent, his, his connections are there. His roots are there. And yeah, it's just, it was cool. It was cool. He took me over to his house. Uh, I, came, I came to him. We went to his house. He, he made me a bacon sandwich because he insisted on making me a bacon sandwich because in the UK, man, that's, that's breakfast. I know you're thinking we could probably add some more stuff to this sandwich. Absolutely not. I'm a changed man. If you put bacon and brown sauce on bread, that's enough. You don't need more than that. You're going to be okay. Get a coffee, treat yourself. And uh, yeah, we're in, we're in his apartment, which is in West Derby from memory, which is a little bit, little bit up, a little bit west of the main bit of Liverpool. And we sat down and we had a chat about Liverpool because, you know, while obviously the Union Jackoff, we're talking Commonwealth countries, people from those countries coming to the UK, seeing what they think, I think it's just as interesting when someone's from just an area in the UK like Liverpool, it's got its own personality, its own history. Uh, it's very like parochial. Like I was, I was trying to find a restaurant 
to eat out in Liverpool and just the reviews for all of them were great because the restaurants in Liverpool and the people there are from Liverpool and they're excited about their town. You know, that's what Liverpool is all about. And uh, yeah, I think it's just as interesting to talk to those guys because, uh, you know, they kind of look at London as a foreign place as well. Uh, they look at other parts of the UK as foreign, like they relate to different things. Like, you know, obviously most people would know that Manchester and Liverpool have a really big rivalry. But the more that I talk to guys up there, they're like, nah, yeah, but we definitely like each other more than we like London <laughs> and the South in general, you know, because we, we live nearby. Like they've got stuff in common. They've got the rivalry because they're similar. I think that's, you know, in the way that people think Australians and New Zealanders don't like each other. I was like, no, like, of course we have a rivalry, but we do enjoy each other because we're the weird people living on the complete other side of the world still celebrating Christmas like it's winter, you know? We're, we're in the same boat there. So obviously got a lot of stuff in common. But it was cool, man. It was cool to chat with Adam because he's just a guy who's... The, the, the work ethic of Adam Rowe, he's everywhere. Like, honestly, now that I've said his name, he'll just pop up on your newsfeed, on your, on your YouTube recommendations, on Twitter, Instagram, and not just because of the targeting. He'll find you. He's just one of those dudes. He's putting in work. Like he came from a poorer background uh, and he's like seeing comedy as anyone would see a job. Like he's the kind of dude, you put him in a company and he'll just rise to the top. Like that Wolf of Wall Street shit, except instead of being a sociopath, he's really funny. I think that's the main difference because he is very, very funny. And uh, yeah, it was, it was real nice to talk to Adam because we actually met at Edinburgh this year properly. Uh, we both did Late and Live which is like this bizarre Edinburgh tradition. It, it's like, it's a very kind of, I wouldn't say prestigious, but it's a huge part of the festival where like every night from like one till 3 a.m. there's this comedy show that everyone goes to when they're incredibly drunk and the expectation as a comedian is that they're going to come after you. Like you don't just get to do your set like any regular show. They're going to come after you. They're going to heckle. Uh, things have been thrown I'm pretty sure the whole of the gilded balloon where it's held switched to plastic cups uh, because when they were glass, they were all thrown at a certain comedian. So they actually had to switch because a whole audience, like 500 people or 300 people, threw their cups at the comedian on the stage, like all their glasses, all their pints. It's crazy, man. It's got a, it's got a real history and I was really psyched to do it. And uh, yeah, that's where I met Adam backstage. He was on just before me. And uh, he came out there with like typical Adam Rowe, fire in the eyes, energy, and pulled the mic out the stand and just let it go. And it flew behind him. It flew like two meters back. And everyone was like, Jesus, that was, that was unexpected even for this kind of show. And he grabbed it, picked it back up, and then just like killed for 10 minutes. He just killed it. Like what, everyone was like, they forgot about the mic. Like even he forgot about the mic. You know, it's a, it's a late show. Everyone's a bit drunk. But yeah, it was, it was amazing just to watch him just pull the mic stand out, the easiest thing ever, launch it two meters behind him and then just go grab the microphone and then just start killing. Oh man, he's a, he's a cool guy, man. I was, really, I was really psyched to be in his apartment in Liverpool and have this little chat with him. Uh, so here you go. It's episode two with Adam Rowe, comedian from Liverpool, Scouser. I don't think it's offensive to say that. If it is, Adam, mate, I'm sorry. All right, hope you guys enjoy it.
So yeah, but it started, man. That's it. Okay. This is this is this is where it's all kicked off. Started. Yeah. It's recording now. Yeah. This is this is the this is the start. Thanks for not recording all the racism. I mean, <laughs> I did record it, but that's for a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> called uh, "The Comedian's Racism" with Daniel Muggleton. Um, it's a less popular podcast than "The Comedian's Comedian," but it gets it gets a lot of hits. Yeah, just as interesting. Just as interesting. Yeah, people people are like man, we really we really want to know what these comedians really think about immigration. Yeah, um, a fun just go topic. to a green room. Just put a little camera in a green room. I mean, I found green rooms are not where the real racism happens. When you have a cigarette, that's when people really <laughs> tee off about about diversity. Um, but no, the guys, this is uh, this is the Union Jack off. I'm I'm here in Adam Rowe's apartment with Adam Rowe. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, um, I would have been would have been weird if. Uh, I was in your apartment, but not with you. Yeah, just another comedian from yeah. like Bristol or something. Yeah, it's just like, look, we got a northern guy, but I only know one guy with a house. So <laughs> we're going to go there, and then he's just going to sit in the other room and be lovely. Um, well, I think to to give some context here, I'm new to the UK. You've, wow. You were born and bred and raised, not in the UK. I don't, I don't want to call it the UK. I want to call it Liverpool specifically. Yes, I always find it weird that people say born and bred. Because surely it should be bred and born. Bred and born? It's that because you're bred before you're born. I mean, I guess you are. That's true. <laughs> I've never. We need to change that. See, the the podcast already changing the world, mate. I mean, you, you definitely you definitely got a lot of interesting ideas, which we'll explore <laughs> uh, over over time. But yeah, like so, Liverpool. Like, is there like a specific part of Liverpool that you're from? Because yes. as a, as a person coming over, yeah, I'm aware of that. There's the Liverpool. Yeah. Which produced the Beatles. Yeah. And the football team Liverpool. All yes. right. That's I'm surprised you know about both of those things because we really try and keep it under our hats. Yeah. I mean, um, you mainly you mainly talk about Everton. No. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Not me. Uh, if you follow my Twitter feed, you'll know I'm nothing but here's when I'm gigging and here's why this player is a bell end. <laughs> okay. That's the that's the that's the yeah. logic with the Everton. Okay. Cool. Well, like, are you, are you a football man? Yes. Strong Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool football. To okay. A fault. To a fault. Well, I, I don't mean that. I don't think there's any fault in supporting the team where you're from. Oh no, not like that. What I mean is, like, if Liverpool lose, I will be in a bad mood for a day or two. But that—that's how you know you're a genuine supporter. I have that with the Australian football. See, that's how—that's how proper Australian I am. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't do your world football. Aussie rules. Australia. Aussie rules. Correct. There you know. You got, you got knowledge. I got knowledge, mate. You got this thing figured out. When, I, when I was planning to go over to the comedy festivals over there, someone just said to me, "Just go and watch an Aussie rules game because it's like the most fun you'll have." It, it is the best sport. Like, I know that's a ridiculous thing to say to a football fan. Like They own the whole football. We have like, yeah. a, little, a little separate football. Yeah. But uh, it is great. I highly recommend it. It is the most insane sport of all time. Well, hopefully I'll be in Melbourne in the new year, so I'll, I'll go and catch a game. Yeah, well, this is, this is perfect because I want to learn about the UK. I want to learn about Liverpool. And you're going to come to Australia next year, so you need to learn from me. Yes. I need to impart all my knowledge. But yes. let's, let's just let's kick this thing off. You're a stand-up comedian. <laughs> you are. You're a stand-up comedian. You're a stand-up comedian from Liverpool. Yes. Stand-up comedian from the north. Yeah. And I have learnt since I've been here that these are these are important things. Like, um, it's I think that's because you live in London. They they sort of split the country up a lot more than other. So London's the ones who are being like, hey, there's London and then there's there's England. comics and then there's northern club comics. Okay, so that's a separate. That's a London thing that you that they're worried about. Whereas you're like, mate, we're just. 
comedians. We're just comics. Yeah. We're just comedians like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like <laughs> everyone else. Everyone's a comedian. I don't know if you guys know, 2018, everyone's actually a comedian. <laughs> yeah. It's getting quite infuriating, isn't it? It's it's become oddly popular for something that has no financial gain and a lot of stress. Yeah. Like, I remember when I started stand-up eight years ago. Eight years ago. Wait, how, how old are you? Is that, is that a weird thing? 26. 26? So I was 18. You were eight, just fresh out, legally allowed to drink, and now... Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd done some illegal drinking, I'll be honest with you. About nine years of it, if we're if all told. <laughs> um, and when I started, people were like, oh, there's too many new acts. Right. And I was like, well, I don't care. I'll, I'll just... I'm going to be better than the rest of those. Yeah, well, that was, that's always genuinely been my attitude. Is just, <laughs> I will just outwork everyone because I was obsessed with this from the moment I started. So I always wanted to make it my job. And I'm lucky that I have now done that. But what, the point I was trying to get around to is back then, everyone was saying there was too many new acts and now it is insane. But I don't think every now and then you see like an old school comic go, there needs to be a cull. And they're not joking. Some of them think we need to just stop people doing stand up for a while until but- some people die. But like, do they realize that if there was a cull, like there's cut, there's going to be a cull on both ends, you know, it's going to be the new acts and it's going to be those old school dudes who've been rolling around forever doing the same 20. You know? I, do, I don't even think they understand the definition of a cull. I think what they mean is just close the gate. Anyone who's already in, you're in. Right. But no more. So kind of, kind of like, kind of like a Australia's border policy. Exactly it's like if you're the same. in, you're in, but everyone else, no, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we don't have enough room. What do you mean? It's a huge country. We don't have room. <laughs> all right. We want to keep working exactly as we worked before. Okay. So that's, that's interesting that like, that's more of a London thing. That there's like this divided kind of country where it's like, oh, you guys, the Northern people, then there's like the comedians. And then I guess like Scotland and. Wales, Wales exists. You can't forget about Wales. We, but, we tell them they do, but that's just one big city, really. I mean, I've I've heard it's two. I've heard it's two cities. Cardiff and Swansea. And seven, yeah, Cardiff and Swansea <laughs> and Seven Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah, like, I, no, no one takes Wales seriously. Even Welsh people now, they're yeah. just like, oh yeah, where, where are you? But I think it, that's highlighted by the fact there's a bridge to get in and out of Wales, and it's a toll bridge, but you only have to pay to get out. <laughs> and that's not I've, you don't have to pay to get into Wales but you have to pay to get out of it I think that's why a lot of people have remained in Wales they just don't have £4.80 <laughs> like well I guess I live in Wales now <laughs> if I save up to £7 I can buy a house um, that's what I mean I, I'm, I'm bashing on Wales here but I actually like Wales and Cardiff is you're doing Cardiff this weekend. I'm doing Cardiff this weekend and I actually hate Wales. And yeah. uh, mate, my opening joke at the moment is just about how shit Wales is. <laughs> so uh, Are you going to do it? I don't, I think I'm going to puss out to be honest. Like I, I still, this is the thing, I still don't know the lines here. Like in, in Australia, I'm very aware <laughs> of the line. Like I'm very aware of like what I can say about what place and what the response will be. But in the UK, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still like, I really could put my foot in it without realizing. Um, I think most cities have a, a decent sense of humor as long as it's clearly playful and it's not hate-filled. Like, if you were to come out in Liverpool and be like, ah, oh, it's a bit fucking shit here, mate. Like, people would go, yeah, it is, he's right, he's, he's been on the bus today. But if you were to come out and make a joke which makes scouts out to be thieves, then, and that's a stereotype that we've had for a while, Oh, is that is that the scouse? Then people will go oh. thieving. Yeah, yeah. Scouse. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And but that that that's got 
connotations to, uh, involved with a, a couple of things and one thing in particular um it's been it's been around for a long time but then when the hillsborough disaster happened I right whether you know about that I, I know about hillsborough the stand collapsed at a liverpool game no no that's that's a different uh disaster also involving liverpool okay. um <laughs> wow all right a lot of so, disasters liverpool so there's been two disasters um yeah. the first one was uh was was hillsborough and what happened was the so there's two they they didn't used to have seating it was just like two raked pens and they just opened one of them and put two pens worth of fans into one pen right so there's just and too many people 96 in... people were crushed to death wow like did it collapse or was it just like in the no so they 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 were literally just crushed and then they were trying to climb over the fence to get out and as these people were like dying on the pitch the game obviously got called off and um the there's a certain newspaper that i'm not gonna even name because rather okay. it's like voldemort they ran a story that other liverpool fans were robbing the pockets of the dead which has long been found to be absolute obvious nonsense. robbing the pockets of the dead and pissing on them uh, so they were pissing on the dead and robbing the pockets of them that is an insane story so you know the why sun, would that even the be sun part newspaper? of the story people have died you know the sun newspaper yeah the sun right if you want after we've recorded this yeah. we'll go around to the shop and you can try and buy the sun. And they'll stock it because they legally have to. Right. They, they won't serve you with it. You can't buy the sun in Liverpool. As in like the whole of Liverpool is like, fuck that paper. We have to stock it because it's yeah. the law, but we will not sell it to you. Yeah, because a, a place legally has to stock a free press. Um, but they have the right to refuse service to anyone on their own discretion. So, so they, you, you're telling me Liverpool's got a more stringent The Sun newspaper policy than like America has with guns? Yes. They're just like, look, I know you want one, but you really shouldn't uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for your own safety. You it, don't want this copy of The Sun. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay, man. This so yeah. This is, this is what I like about the UK. There's like an actual history. Like remember, you got to you got to remember in Australia. We have this huge indigenous history that nobody really talks about because we feel real bad about <laughs> yeah. everything that happened and then we've got nothing like we just, we just got nothing as a country nothing has happened in 200 years like it's it's ridiculous um but sorry the thing i was going to say just when you were talking about breaking the comedy like you know i'm just going to work harder than everyone if there's a lot of new acts i'm going to work harder i think that's a really interesting perspective like because the adam adam Rowe in like my mind is like a hard-working comedian um thank you because I, I I take that as a compliment. It, it I, is a huge compliment because I think most of us are lazy pieces of shit. I think um, if you asked my girlfriend, <laughs> she would tell you I'm a lazy piece of shit as well, because she doesn't necessarily see what goes into it. Um, when it comes to Edinburgh, um, Edinburgh Fringe Festival every year in August, it is the showcase of UK comedy. Exactly. And as you know, you all like, go, you whip your dick out, they measure it. And if it's big enough, you get a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, I did not get a TV show. You did not get a TV show. And weirdly enough, Lauren Patterson has the biggest dick of anyone uh, at the moment. She's rocking a monster. <laughs> she has got big dick energy. Ah, Lauren, she has, she really does. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's like the most, yeah, she's, she's a powerful lady. She I is, like it. She's great. She's swinging. She's, I, I love her. She's quality. Yeah. Um, so you have to Edinburgh. Like I, I, I get noticed up there for working hard because I do as many extra shows as I can to fill my room. Every year I go for a slightly bigger room. I'm still on the streets flyering despite having a, a flyering team and stuff. And people have started to go, oh, he's working his bollocks off. That's a yeah. That that's a that's a cool thing. Um, 
and I'm glad it's being noticed. I try and turn over as much material as I can because, like you mentioned before, there's people. Well, who've been sorry, Adam. This- Adam just pointed at the wall. Like we're in his living room, and behind behind the couch where some people would keep art, Adam, <laughs> in fact, showcases his art in a series of post-it notes that are color coded. Yeah, which they is are. A, which is which is a bit bit more, <laughs> bit more southern than I would have picked for you. Uh, just getting your getting your different post-it notes. Got your pink and your blue and your yellow. Yeah, mainly yellow. A uh, couple of blues and very few pinks. That's true. He wants to make it very clear, guys. Not a lot of pink. He's yeah, still yeah. a fella. I, I'm, a, I'm a man's man. A man's man. A man's man. Well, I would describe as a man's man. Um, but you're like this. This I find this interesting in comedy, where like you, you seem like a man, even though you're younger than me. <laughs> you look older, but you're younger than me. <laughs> I do look older. But hell, paper round. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're like a man. Like you work in comedy is like your job. Like yeah. and you kind of treat it as such, and you put the work in, and I think that's great because you've kind of you've kind of made a point of that as well. Well, like I'm from an area where you know there's a few people who are struggling; they're on benefits, but most people work, and they've got difficult jobs. They're up a ladder for nine hours a day. They're painting. They're you know they're building stuff, and that although I I did quite well at school and. I probably would have ended up in an office job. Yeah. I've grown up in an environment where people do proper labor jobs and they get paid less for a week sometimes than me or you will get for a good paid show. So I, I feel like I've got to work hard to justify getting what we get for what we do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like you kind of, you talk to people in a call center here, they're getting less than like a less in like two days than we're getting for like one show. You're yeah, like, exactly. Really? It's, it's it's mental. So call feel- center is harder than comedy. <laughs> I think we can all agree, right? Like uh, I've done a call center. You've done a call center. I've always avoided a call center. I was a bartender. I dug that. I am. Um, I did a call center for a week, and then it got shut down because the owners had obtained all the phone numbers that we were calling illegally. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. You were just calling up, being like, "Do you guys want a free subscription to the Sun?" And they just like hang up immediately. <laughs> um. Yeah, so you made you made stuff like proper skill, skilled and unskilled labor jobs. Like yeah. you know, you know, what you call that in Australia. They're on the tools. Is on that a thing tools. here? No, but I like it. I'm on the tools. It. I'm yeah. Because oh. that's when you when you then get like a management job within the company, you're off the tools. Yeah. So that's like on the tools is like you're you're a hardworking man. Then you're off the tools. You got a promotion. Congratulations! You finally can put down the tools. I like that. Look, Australia, I, I Australia's I got a lot of good slang. For comedy eventually. I don't want to be on the tools forever, but... I mean, we're both on the tools for comedy. Like, let's be honest. We're yeah. proper working. Like, yeah. not, not that writing, not that presenting. Like, we're on the fucking tools. Yeah. Like, day in, day Clubs out. Clubs on a weekend. Yeah. Um, but I, I like working hard, and I had a conversation with my agent before Edinburgh this year. He was like, we don't think you should fly her for yourself this year. And I said, why? He said, well, we're trying to sort of create a, 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 a perception about you. And, you know, we want you to become a big name and we're working hard to make that happen. And, you know, big names just don't fly for themselves on the street. And I was like, I really don't give a shit about that yet. <laughs> like, if I walk in my room one day and there's 30 empty seats. Yeah. And I know I could have got those 30 people in by doing two hours work. Yeah. I'll be really upset with myself. Yeah. So just let me do what I want to do. And he was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, look, that's uh, that's a great point. I, I agree. Like, even on like those weekend days where it's pretty much going to be full, like you know it's going to be full, you still want to put in a bit of a shift because yeah. if you don't and you see that empty chair, you're like, fuck you. 
Well, you lazy bastard. I could have easily filled that, you know? My um, my show in Edinburgh this year and the past couple of years has been a £5 in advance or pay what you want yeah. show. So we get a lot of advanced ticket sales. And on Saturdays, it tends to be sold out in advance. Yeah. But we'll also, because it's only a fiver, we get the odd person not show up. Of course, yeah. So this year, even when I was totally sold out in advance, I still had two flyers on. <laughs> so I'd paid two flyers. I would take that day off myself but I'd have two flyers to get a queue of people to fill the spaces from no-shows. Mate, that is <laughs> that is like some superstitious taking the iron with you just in case it's on shit. You yeah. Know? Like that's like proper yeah. work ethic. But <laughs> I mean, that's great though, I think. And you I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna tell any tales out of school here, but like you've written articles and stuff for like publications about basically being a northern comedian and like the kind of different approach i guess yeah i mean one thing that happened uh, was um about 18 months ago not even that maybe 14 months ago i yeah. signed with a brilliant agent called christian knowles mm-hmm. at ckp which is now part of a much bigger company called the intertalent uh, rights group getting getting a quick plug in there uh, absolutely if you're uh, looking for your talent go to intertalent.com.co.uk <laughs> i don't know dot com i think dot com woof In- slash ckp i think it'll be international slash ckp there you so go they're still their own entity within a bigger company it's also like when walmart bought asda right that's what's happened yeah, essentially yeah. it's still a really big company but it does have they have a lot they have a good parent company above it now got an even bigger parent company not only are they a big company they got the fucking king parent (laughs) company sure so they have a lot of support and they're just great like christian really understands me and stuff Mm. so he's a really good fit for me as a manager but when i signed with them it wasn't them saying it but other comics i'd go they go i've seen you sign with ckp congratulations when are you moving to london and i'd be like um when i finish rubbing me balls on a cheese grater like i'd rather <laughs> i'd rather do that than move we, that. we don't actually do that anymore. <laughs> i just want you to know i've lived in london seven months never seen a cheese grater because it's ball. already painful enough living there you don't have to have, add your extra pain i am um, i like london for like a week I yeah. can do a week in London. I love it. Big. I'm a city boy. I love being around. I'll never move to a little village. Liverpool's a city. You know, like I, how, I, how big is the population of Liverpool? I think it's a million. A million. Okay. So it's nine million in London. Nine million in London. Yeah, um, that's about right. So you can do a week in London. You can do a week. But I couldn't live there. So that that week in London is enough. I don't want to move there. And people are often like, um, "Well, you'll need to be there to be successful." And at the minute, they are right. You need to be around there for producers to see you and commissioners and stuff if you want to get on TV and do things like that, which I do. I'm quite nakedly ambitious, which is something one of the reviews mentioned this year, which was my favorite quote I've ever got from a review, which was a naked ambition that most Brits would recoil at. That was... The- yeah, you guys, you guys are weirdly modest people, but like not... like No, no one in comedy is modest. They just pretend to be. Yeah. I Everyone's mean, just like, oh, I'm just really enjoying myself. And then to their friends, they're like, I really just want to... Why aren't I on this show? Why aren't I on this show? And I'm not like that. I just... I want to be on them, but I don't... I mean, not me, man. I'm actually really down to earth. Uh, by the <laughs> way, you're listening to The Union Jack-Off with Daniel Muggleton. Uh, more information is at www.danielmuggleton.com. Anyway, so, like, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But I think... I find the UK thing really interesting because you guys are, like, kind of individually, I think, quite modest... In your own way, but not not the level of Australia. In Australia, like 
we would rather die than admit it's going well. You know, like that's that's us as a group. Yeah. But then as a as a country, I think as like the UK, you guys are like, yeah, we're actually the start of this whole thing. You know, you know how all roads lead to Rome? Well, we fucking paved them. All right, like it was all dirt until we came along and came up with English and nailed it. I think maybe at the top level, people are like that, but it, it is quite normal for people here to just downplay their own ambition and success and i just don't buy into that at all especially because for years i had no manager i had no one sort of pushing me i felt like i had to push myself so i would always put on facebook i'm doing these gigs this week mm. uh this one went well this was fine this was shit like i would <laughs> i would I, i'm always honest about how, how things go um but yeah people want you to move to london and i was like well i probably at the minute i would have to do that if i wanted to get where i want to go and then i thought but why surely we're changing everything else at the minute. Every other type of diversity is being spoken about. So why is like where people are based not? And why is that? Why does every if if Mock the Week or Would I Lie to You or one of the panel shows over mm. here has a diverse lineup where it's uh, a black guy, a white guy, an Asian woman, a gay guy, and they have a, a really diverse panel. By but the they way, all just, just important to note there that there is only one woman on the show. Uh, yes. Very important. Like, let's not be ridiculous with diversity. Just the one woman. Yeah, we can't have more than one. We'll yeah. have three different types of men, but we're having one lady. Yeah, all right? exactly. Yeah, all women are in one little bubble. You know this, Daniel. <laughs> it's, it's not, we're, we're doing our best, mate. Do you know what I mean? They can vote. They're on the telly. <laughs> what? Look, Jesus. Just, just quick caveat for Twitter. We're comedians. That was a joke. <laughs> All right. So, please continue. Why not a working Speak class person? Speak for yourself. Uh, Why not a working class person on this show as well? Not necessarily a working class person because let's not say that people from London aren't working class. There's a lot of working class and a lot of poverty. There's more poverty in it's London true. than I've been on a bus, city. I've seen them. Exactly. Um, but if they all went to the same school or they all live in the same area, then yeah. that's not diversity. That's true. It's, I, it's, I, it's just not. It's not true diversity. But it's anyway. not visual, like... I think a lot of those TV shows really look at a very visual diversity. You can't see class and you can't see geography. Yeah, but the accent thing surely must help. Um, like, just well, as a, as me, like, coming over here, like, I think the accent thing is, like, crazy because, like, Australia has one accent. I've said this a thousand times. Australia has yeah. one accent. You guys have, like, at least 30. I was reading something, like, yeah. kind of dialects. and But at the same time, it seems in comedy, everyone pretty much sounds the same unless... They're purely there for the fact they don't sound like that. Yeah. You know, like that's the kind of two streets. It's like no matter where you're from, you've got the same accent or you're there because you're a cockney or something. Yeah. And things are changing. Mm. There there is a move towards genuine diversity. But I did write that article in July Mm. about how... Where where, where can they find the article if they want to read it? Chortle. Chortle. So I go to Chortle and just... What's it called? uh, I think they, they titled it themselves and it was something like why class is also important when talking about diversity. Great. But it's, it's more about geography for me than the class thing in that article. I do genuinely believe we need more working class voices on there and not people who all went to the same school. But I do think if you're going to... Like I have meetings with producers sometimes and they're like, well, we want to start putting people like you on the TV and we want to have you represent Liverpool. And it's like, well, if I'm going to do that, can I not do that from Liverpool? <laughs> no, of course The not. area you want me to represent? We want you to represent Liverpool, not be from Liverpool. I don't want to be another guy not from London who has a bit about what it's like to be not from London living in London. <laughs> Everyone's I mean, got that bit. I've got that bit, so yeah. be careful. Yeah, um, no, it's... But of course you've got that bit because you've moved to London. 
I don't want to move to London. It's a if weird... I moved to London, I would have that bit within a week. It's a weird place and my perspective is unique. Exactly. I think that's, <laughs> what, that's what's important to admit here. But all right, so if you're saying the geography is important, where give me give me some Adam right. Where'd you you grew up in Liverpool? Like what's the suburb? So I grew up in an area called Dovecot and we're now in an area called West Derby, which is essentially about a mile apart. Okay. So I grew up a mile or two that way. And which kind of quadrant of Liverpool is this? Like which kind um, of area? Is it north? It, south? You would say it's north Liverpool. North Liverpool. Okay, yeah. what's what and, and you said it was you know, this is like a I guess like a working class area. Is that Absolutely. what you were saying before? Very working class. Most yeah. of your mates on the tools. Um, most of them, I've got a couple of mates who are like civil engineers and stuff like that. Yeah. So a lot of my friends who I went to school with, like I did, like I said, I did okay at school. So they were like top set and stuff and they've got degrees now and they're doing degree level jobs. Yeah. But like the lads I grew up with in West Derby, like one of them is a laborer. One of them is a joiner. Uh, yeah. or carpenter yeah to, to, to I, the, I know what a joiner pe- is mate yeah but the audience might not that's true <laughs> i got a very middle class audience it's not all audience. about you mate <laughs> it is mostly about me uh, you jack off with Daniel Muggleton that is the show um, very okay. humble of course very okay so what what kind of what, what kind of family you got parents together no so they broke up when I was about 10 and it was kind of my fault we'll get back to that in a minute interesting I'm a child divorce as well my dad's up to two and I'm still on the one ah, uh, she'll, she'll get there <laughs> I believe in her my mom was an alcoholic and addicted mm-hmm. to sleeping tablets she died five years ago and my dad lives about a mile and a half that way yeah uh, so he's still with us he's, he's tight with your dad yeah yeah we're close yeah, yeah cool. I, I go around every couple of days He's got That's a dog. Good. I go I go to see the dog and my dad's what's, just What's there. the dog called? Simba. Simba the dog. Yeah. That's all right. Do you name it? No, my little brother. It's my little brother's dog, really. Okay. Um, and so you a, go around and you see Simba. And then you're like, hey, dad, chow. what's up? A chow yeah, yeah, yeah. chow. Oh, wait, they're the big... It looks like a lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah that's yeah. why it's called that's Simba. That's Simba. That makes more sense. I was like, that's a... It's weird to call the dog a cat's yeah, name, but sure. You can't have a Jack Russell called Simba. I mean, I have a Jack Russell back home called Milo. I got that from the mask. See, that's how yeah. I knew I wanted to be a comedian. When Jim Carrey, <laughs> his eyes popped out of the top Somebody of his head looking at me. Cameron Diaz, I was like, this is this is the future. <laughs> uh, okay, so, and then what, what kind of school? Like, religious, not religious? Yeah, so I, my junior school was St. Margaret Mary's. Is this a Catholic area, by the way? Yes. Liverpool? Catholic. Ish. yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm raised Catholic. I did all the, but, all the both shit. Both of my schools were Catholic, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are raised Catholic, but not not many people practice it. It's, um, it's it's weird, right? Do you have you found this like Catholicism? I think especially in kind of like Commonwealthy countries is almost like that kind of cultural Judaism. You know I what I mean? Know. Like you're like culturally Catholic. Like you're not you don't believe in any of the shit, but like you kind of have this weird guilt thing. Yeah, we have and, a Christmas like, tree. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just culturally like yeah, we're kind of that's what we do. Yeah, but we don't believe in any of it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If that's what you meant, I didn't know what you meant because yeah. I'm not as well read as you. I mean, I sound well read, but that is a that is because my parents paid a lot for my schooling. I'm actually <laughs> a massive dumb cunt. Like it's crazy. <laughs> but God, I pull it off, don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Comes across really well. Um, I uh, I went to a, a junior school called Saint Margaret Mary's Catholic Junior School. Yeah. And then my senior school was Cardinal Heenan Catholic High School. Okay, wow. So double Catholic. And yeah. then any university or no? I went to university for a week. A week? What were you going to study? Uh, mathematics. Wow. Yeah. Like pure math? Like the, yeah. the scary shit? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then just not? Well, I'd always been good at maths. And from like the age of like 11 or something. Yeah. If you'd asked me what I want to be when I grow up, the answer was an accountant. 
Really? Which, you aspired to be an accountant? Well, I think that's just because that's what I was told what I wanted to do. Right. So like good parents at math. and family, yeah, they're like, yeah, you're yeah. good at maths. What, what's he going to do with that? And what's he going to do? <laughs> and then they were like, oh, accountant, right? You're going to be an accountant. You want to be an accountant. And then I just repeated it like a robot. And then I got to 18, started stand up, loved it. Went to uni for a week and then thought, hang on. If I finish this and get that job, what is it going to entail? And it terrified me just sitting in a cubicle for 30 years. Yeah, I was going to say it actually involves being an accountant, which sucks. Yeah. Like, objectively, <laughs> that's not a good job. Exactly. So uh, that's I, I dropped for the comedy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's interesting. I Yeah, because I, I went I went through it, but I never... Did you, did you want to be a comedian? Was that like... Because this, this is the thing that I find interesting there. It's like, you, like working class area, you're good at math. It's like, hey, mate, you can be a fucking accountant. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like where i'm from it'd be like hey man if everything just goes normal you can be an accountant like it's, <laughs> it's not something to aspire to it's just kind of like yeah it's just like one of the bullshit jobs you might get you know yeah. you'll earn good money you'll have a wife whatever what like, sort of as i got a little bit older so i was like 16 and doing my actual um a levels and then looking at a degree what i actually wanted to be was an actuary an actuary i know what an actuary is um that's so- that's calculating people's Insurance. Life, life essentially, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the risk factors and how long they're going to live to figure out their insurance premium. Exactly, but yeah. you, as a trainee actuary, you start on something like thirty-two grand a year. Yeah. So is that is that a lot of? Would that be considered a lot of money here? Um, that's a good wage. A good wage, especially like, a starting salary. I think what the average starting in the UK is like twenty-three. Oh, it's lower than that. Really? It's like seventeen. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, like for for low end jobs, like yeah, 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 office jobs and stuff. Um, I think a teacher starts on twenty-two. Yeah, that that might be the one that I was thinking of. The um, teacher. Yeah, so the the wages aren't great. So thirty-two grand. That's what six hundred pound a week, or, or slightly less. Maybe like five eighty a week. Adam Adam Road demonstrating he was good at maths. <laughs> that was not a lie. Um, it's something like that. It's between like five eighty and six fifty a Look, week. Look, if, if they're whipping the calculator out to fact check you on that, they're boring. Well, like, let, just let keep, them do it. Yeah, and just tweet keep, us in and let us know. Moving, just keep moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would have been decent money. Yeah. Um, and I remember having a conversation with me uncle, uh, who is. Not blood related, these mean mum's sister's husband. Yeah. And he was, he's always done, he, he got no qualifications for school learning, but he sort of made something of himself. He ended up, you know, they've got a couple of houses now and they've ran pubs and they've owned pubs. So he, he's built himself up. And I remember him, like, sort of, he was always sort of in me corner with regards to going to uni. And when I told him I was dropping out to do stand up, he was like, What are you doing? Would you rather earn 60 grand a year or 30? And I went, Hang on. The options aren't just that. It's let's say it's sixty grand a year for an actuary or thirty doing stand up. Let's say they are the options. Mm. It's sixty grand a year to hate most of my life, or thirty grand a year to love most of my life. Yeah, that's the option to me. I and mean, he realizes making thirty grand a year from stand up is a fucking good year. Yeah, that's it's a, a strong great year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's what Michael McIntyre is. <laughs> <laughs> but think of the tax you'd have to pay on that thirty. <laughs> it needs a bloody accountant. That's where. Yeah, that's where yeah. you're back in. <laughs> oh man yeah i mean i do i do find that but i think that's a very generational thing the fact that we really as a generation look at the lifestyle yeah like no one in my like age group i guess that i've spoken to has ever just been like look i hate my job it's all bullshit but i earn x amount of money like it's just that's just not the consideration anymore 
Whereas I, like, I think like talk to your parents, they'd be like, yeah, it's a job. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it means you You're not live. supposed to like it. Yeah, I just, I've never, since, since sort of becoming an adult, I've never bought into that. And I have this conversation with my girlfriend a lot. I spend a lot of money yeah that i probably shouldn't um i Wait, don't what's the what's the what's the last frivolous silly purchase is it a silly purchase or is it like a mine's always convenient it's like it's like eating out drinking like that oh no kinda, that's just normal that's normal okay Wait, that's me and jd's out like four nights a week yeah um we very rarely cook it's just, it just doesn't happen i mean before before this podcast adam was nice enough to make me a bacon sandwich yeah. with butter which should tell you everything about this man <laughs> so breakfast bacon and butter and brown sauce the triple b yeah, yeah. i mean he's actually he's, uh, we're actually in a rush uh, this, this is yeah i like if just we're talking about adam being like a hard-working guy we're talking about you being a hard-working guy and then i come into your house and it's just like a busy man's house yes there's stuff everywhere yeah. like there's notes on the wall. It's like, okay, so we're going to cook for you right now. We're going to do the podcast. Then I'm going to go see a personal trainer. Then I'm going to drive to like, gonna drive to Newcastle to do like a gig. I'm going to get to train now, but yeah, you're train. on the right track. Yeah, yeah, this is, it's like, this is a busy man. Like you talk to a lot of comedians like, hey man, do you want to hang out? And it's like, when? It's like, whenever. <laughs> it's just like, actually, I can't do Tuesday. Why? I'm throwing a Frisbee. <laughs> so I got this big Frisbee, this big Frisbee thing uh, that I got to take care of. But this is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is a busy man's house. We don't prioritize tidying. Um, I mean, I think you know you can't you can't be tidying when you're when you're changing things when you're changing st- the world staying, with art. Staying in Liverpool, <laughs> not going to London. But <laughs> what what would it what would it take for you to go to London? Would you would you need to be like offered something huge? Do you, could you see yourself maturing in a way where you'd appreciate London more? Here's the thing, if my agent went to me, look, over the next year, you're, you've just had a good year in Edinburgh. Uh, a lot of producers want to meet you. They want to put you in run-throughs for the shows, eventually put you on shows. You need to be in London for a year. Mm. Then I'll go. Right. I will go if I really have to. I don't want to, but I would. I would. We're kind of like a placement for any job. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would never settle there. I'll never buy property there because, you know, I'm not a billionaire. Um <laughs> I would always settle back in Liverpool. I would go if I really need to. Um, but I sort of resent the fact that it's two hours on the train. And also the comedy clubs in London pay less. So I'd be travelling out every weekend to do my club gigs elsewhere anyway. But, I mean, I, I guess I just find it interesting where it's like, I obviously have moved a very long way to live in London because like, you know, it's a very vibrant city. There's a lot of stuff going on. But you're just like, Liverpool, what do you like? The familiarity... Do you like the closeness to family? Do you like the lifestyle? Like, what is it about it? Because I'm just not someone who'd want to live in a place with a million people. Like, I want more. Yeah. Like, I want... Like, Sydney's five. Yeah. And that's a little small. Like, wow. I'd prefer... You need to be in New York. That's that, where you're going, isn't it? Man, uh, I don't know. Like, LA or New York. But LA is real... New York is too... Have you spent time in New York? I've never been, no. The one, the one thing, like, London doesn't make me feel like new york new york is this thing where like you realize within like two days that you are literally just something in people's way in new york (laughs) you're taking someone's table you're taking a spot on the sidewalk you're sitting on the seat they want to sit on the subway you are just you're just in you're an inconvenience to an otherwise functioning city whereas like london there's like 
Something about farmers markets <laughs> makes it seem like, no, we're happy to have you. Look, look at all this fresh produce that we've got. Like, I love that. Every, every suburb in London has a farmer's market every other day. And yet, I've yet to see an English farmer. <laughs> like, at any not, point. You're not going to the places they live for gigs. There's no farm comedy club. <laughs> Man, that'd be pretty good. Play the farm. But I suppose what you're asking is, you've made the trip to London. Why won't I if it's only two hours Because well, you're, as we just said, hardworking dude. Very ambitious. You yeah. even like your ambition, which yeah. is a very ambitious thing to do. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm so ambitious. I want people to notice how ambitious I am. Then I can fucking top that again. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so you still, but you're like, when when are you, this is, when are you going to do the Jim Jeffries? You know, when are you going to go to LA, get your teeth fixed, suddenly lose five years off your head, you know, get a more specific haircut? I will be honest with you. One of my dreams is to live in New York or LA for a few years. Right. So that is something I would do because I like the idea of living in America and giving that a crack eventually. Yeah. Um. If I ever get the opportunity, I would do that. Have you been there before? No. Have you left the UK, like Europe? You've done like Europe stuff? I've done... Um, I've, <laughs> so I didn't go on holiday for my entire childhood. Apart from when I was four, I went away once with my auntie. You never went on holiday? No. Not even within the UK? With, uh, within the UK. Okay. Yeah, to, like Caravan Park. Isn't there like... I hear, I hear Liverpool's got a beach. Sort of. We've got some sand and water. <laughs> yeah. Are they adjacent or are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought they're like two separate places. <laughs> we got some water in the tap. We got some sand. Yeah, just over there. I don't know. Um, so I went to Berlin earlier this year. I went to Tenerife earlier this year, and I went to Dubai to do some shows. You went to Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. How'd you find that? It's great. It's mainly expats. Mainly okay. British expats. So. Yeah. How do you find a connection with other British people? regardless of where they're from or do you definitely kind of feel that like uh this guy's just some wanker from london i don't um, know about this i'd prefer like an australian or a south african or a new zealander no it, depend- that guy. it depends where you are i think there's an old jason manford routine about how the world will only ever be united when we get invaded by aliens yeah because like um his bit is sort of like scousers and manx hate each other yeah but then if someone from Yorkshire kicks off, it's like, well, we're from the Northwest. And then if London <laughs> kick off, they all unite and it's like, well, we're Northerners. And then, right. when, then when Scotland kick off, it's like, we're English. Yeah. Then, then when France kick off, it's we're British. When Russia kick off, we're European. Right. Okay. So like, it's just constantly, it's, it's who you're up against that defines yeah. who you are. So okay. yeah, you will get people coming up going, oh, I'm, I'm from England as well. But like, I definitely have more of a connection when someone's like, oh, I'm from three doors down from your nan <laughs> <laughs> but would you is liverpool small enough where you'd know that person kind of no. or you'd know like their mum, or like there'd be some kind of weird connection no okay no a million people is a lot of people i know maybe not to you city, <laughs> Matt, but that's a lot of people look i'm not i'm not saying that a million people isn't a lot of people i'm just saying i've been to adelaide and everyone within a five-year age group has fucked someone that the other person knows. And I find that weird. I don't want... <laughs> How many people are in Adelaide? About a million. Yeah. Bit, maybe a little bit less. But wow. yeah, they're just like... Yeah, basically, I don't, I don't want to live in a city where you could find an accurate verbal description of my dick in like a venue. You know what I mean? Because like, in Adelaide, like you fuck somebody in that room. Yeah. Or like somebody knows somebody. Like, you know, you can get that sorted out. Okay. Yeah, I like that little anonymity. Yeah, it's not, it's not quite as bad here. Okay. It's not that. Well, I think as you guys kind of move around a little bit, 
Yeah. Like, but I, I find I find it really interesting because like I think people in the UK they really go, like you know you would go up and down this country constantly. Yeah. Like all the time, but at the same time you're like, gen- like you guys tend to stay like live where you were born. Like, yes. Which yeah. which I find interesting because like I think in Australia it's we're not like that very much just because we don't have that history. I think Liverpool's a very parochial city and there's a lot of history here and there's a sense of like for example there was a poll ran online a few years ago and it was uh if there was a vote tomorrow for Liverpool to become its own country like the Republic of Liverpool <laughs> would you vote for it and yes won it won yeah but do you know the percentage was it close it was like 78 to 22 78 to 22 and obviously it's an online poll where people yeah, can yeah, just be like oh this is fun yeah fucking Liverpool sick oh, the boys like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit it. so yeah. You'd, it wouldn't happen but it would be a lot closer than it should be based on you know evidence <laughs> based on like any kind of metric where it's like how are we gonna earn money now that yeah. we're earning like I don't know probably just Beatles memorabilia <laughs> I guess like and the football team we'll figure it out yeah are they, they owned by a foreign group now like no 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 come on don't be ridiculous <laughs> like uh, it's Liverpool for Liverpool baby <laughs> No, I just, yeah, I I mean, I like I like the fact that you're kind of like, I'm from here and this is, because like, to me, being from Sydney doesn't mean anything Okay. to me. Like, yeah. I, I, I like that I'm Australian in the sense that I like the meanness of Australian culture. Like, I, I enjoy that, like, you see another Australian, you, you act like you're fucking annoyed that they're there yeah. and they act annoyed that you're there. And then you just have a chat being like, fuck, these English people are annoying. <laughs> like, you know, like, that, that's how we just kind of communicate. Whereas like, yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that like you're, you know, you're looking to live overseas, you're looking to do all these different things. But you're like, man, why would I leave Liverpool? I'm comfortable here. It's nice here. Yeah. I, yeah. My exactly. rent's low here. It, me rent's low. My family's here. All me mates are here. Yeah. I can, you know, we play football on a Monday night. If I want to go and watch the Liverpool match, I can ring everyone I know and be like, who's coming for a pint? It, London to me is a very lonely city. For a big city, it's a lonely one. Um, and I know people who've moved to London. Lauren Patterson finds London a very lonely city, and she's got a lot of common. Where, where's she from? She's from Newcastle. Newcastle. Okay. Yeah. Would, would Would you say like it? It the UK becomes less like London the further north you go. No. No. London is its own thing. Yeah. And then there's everything else, especially yeah. when it comes to comedy. Well, what what would be the if you didn't live in Liverpool, where would you live? Manchester. Really? But you guys are like Manchester, Liverpool, fucking bleh, Scouts, bleh, like all that. Not really. That's a that's very cartoonized. Um it's just it's it's not as bad as people make out. There's there's some absolute idiots who'd be like, Whoa, you scouts cunt, uh, let's have it. And then like, over <laughs> here there's people who'd be like, You fucking mank bastard, I'll fucking stab you. Like Why do you guys have higher voices than everyone else? Uh we're closer to the sea. What? <laughs> I, I didn't have an answer, so I just went for the first thing that came to me. Sorry, I thought, I thought that was like the genuine, there was like some kind of study. It's like if you live near seawater, then yeah, you've got a high voice. Like the salt does something to you. Oh man, fuck. I would have, you could have you left that. You could have propagated some myth and all these people are like, yeah, you know, scouts have a high voice because of the water. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, no, actually, I was going to say, do you, do you know, like, this might be a very boring question for someone from Liverpool, but like, what is the origin of the word scouts? Like, is there, is it derogatory? Like most, most nicknames tend to come from a horrific racist background um, and then they've been appropriated. I'm not sure. 
You don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, I will look into that after this, though, because I would not like to be gazumped on another podcast. It's true. This, um, is, this is the right one. This is the one where <laughs> we're trying to figure out about you, so you can not know. Yeah. Like, you're allowed. I, I, I don't know that at all. No. Really? We're- I do know where the, the history of the Man- Manchester-Liverpool rivalry comes from. That's because the Liverpool Docklands and the Manchester Ship Canal workers used to be competing for the same work. Ah, uh, okay. So it was purely just a financial thing. Yeah. It's like because you, you no guys, one knows that really. Because Liverpool was a big dock city. Like that was the yes. No natural resources, just things coming in, right? Yeah. That was it. And that is that pretty much dead now. Or is it still? No, there's still a lot of dock work there, um, but obviously not as much. And we also invented slavery. I don't know whether you know about that. We Liverpool invented slavery. We invented slavery. I mean that. <laughs> That that can't be true. <laughs> I refuse to believe that Liverpool was the first city to be like, what if we just didn't pay him? Like, what if they just did the work and we didn't pay him? Like, fuck, that's, that's was, not a bad idea. Liverpool was built on slave money. Right. We have a slavery museum that you could go and check out this afternoon when you got some time. The Slavery Museum of Liverpool. That's where me and my girlfriend went on our first date. To the slavery museum. Yeah. Wow. That is a risky move. <laughs> That's like, I hope she's got a dark sense of humor. Otherwise, I'm going to be taking this exhibit very seriously. I'd just like to say on the record, she's not black because that would have been really bad of me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be like... I mean, I think if you did that, you would definitely have to pay for her ticket. Like, just as a, just as a token, like, of it's appreciation. Free. It's free. Do you know what? I the Slavery Museum is free. You know- I hope they pay their fucking employees. Well, I, I had a joke about this for a while, right? Um, in, the, in the Slavery Museum's foyer, they have a donations bowl, and it says, all of our staff work for free. Oh. It's so beautiful, isn't it? That's just... That's, it's not it a museum innocence? if is it's it still funny? happening. <laughs> Yeah, this is they're actually part of the exhibit. They're all performance artists. Um, oh man, that's so you see so what you guys invented like the slave trade? Is I'm assuming that's what you mean? No, well obviously it's a it's a dock city. So yeah. slaves for the UK will be brought through Liverpool. So this is like the first kind of port of call. Yeah. They yeah, come yeah. to Liverpool and they Yeah. Go mainly so to London. You'd assume. We we were involved with buying and selling slaves. Right. And then that money was used to build Liverpool into what it is today. Really? I mean that's that's like America though. Yeah. Like if you're looking if you're looking like man, I don't know if I can enjoy Liverpool the slaves built in like, well then I guess don't enjoy Nikes, all right? They're still <laughs> still kinda of awkward. Oh man. That's it's just I I find I find the UK thing so interesting, just in that everything has its own identity yeah. and the people who are born there are brought up in that identity. And like the accent thing, would you ever tone it down? Um if you were, you know, Let's talk professional. It's like, mate, we just can't pick you up on this microphone. Believe it or not, I am toning it down and I tone it down naturally when I'm speaking to people who aren't from Liverpool. Right, could you... I just automatically do it. I mean, this is kind of putting you on the spot, but could you just for talk like the next you. minute just do full Liverpool, full Scouse? Or is I'll it just try. not even it like that? It is a very... It's so it's not, like a politeness. It's a subconscious thing that I've noticed. So if I was talking... If you were like me best mate and I was like... Um, okay. So I will say... So, what time do you want to go out tonight? Yeah, sure. Uh, shall we get a taxi or get the bus or could your mum drive us there? I mean, I like that the mum is an option. That's like a, that's okay. like a proper million person town thing. So, I would go, hey lad, what time are we going out? Are we going to get a job or the bus or does your ma want to give us a lift? Right. So, it's quick. Yeah. It's fast. It's Scouse a lot is faster. fast. Yeah. 
and it's high. Yeah. It's I mean, can I have high. a can I have a sweet and sour chicken with egg fried rice? Can I have two portions of prawn toast, four spring rolls, and some prawn crackers and a hot and sour soup? You just got to go quick. It's it's quicker. Keep it moving. It's quite. It's slightly sharper than. I wouldn't say sharper. I'd say sharper. Ah, right. So it's like up. Um, when, when I'm talking to you, sometimes I'll go, "All right, mate." <laughs> He's knocked over the microphone here. <laughs> Proper scouse violence. Yeah, good stuff. If I wanted to say to you, "All right, mate," I'd say, "Mate." If I'm talking to me mate, I'd go, "All right, mate." All right, with the the, the, the extra. Got like a, a a knife edge. Interesting. They're like. Have there been obviously the Beatles come out of Liverpool, but have there been like some kind of comedy people who've out of Liverpool, have lived in Liverpool, like back people in the, uh, back in the days of mainstream comedy? Mainstream. What do you so, what so do you define like, as mainstream? You got to remember Australia. It's had like seven comedians, and then there's now. So like, um, and some of them were Irish. Joke sharing. So they okay, didn't have yeah, their yeah, own yeah, original yeah. material at the time. They were doing old jokes, but it was like there was a guy from Ireland called um, Oh my God, what's his name? I forgot it, but it. Is is catchphrase used to be? You've heard them all before. It's the way I tell them. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Actually, it, I've heard an old English dude say that line in yeah. Australia like a year ago. There you go. So he's so, from that circuit. Um, I love that he's doing the other guy's line about <laughs> doing other guys' <laughs> yeah, jokes. Yeah. It might be him. It might be him. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of comedians from that era that came from Liverpool. Um, so Tom O'Connor's one, Stan Boardman, and one of the most famous comedians this country's ever produced is ken dodd who is literally from about half a mile away from this house ken dodd ken dodd and british people listening to this will know who he is right and he's was... as much of a household name as anyone and then what there's been like a i guess there's one it's been a shift down south since then of yeah, comedians yeah. just because it's more tv less club exactly right. uh the one comedian from liverpool at the minute is a lad called john bishop yeah, John Bishop, I know. Yeah, um, but even he is not actually from Liverpool. His parents are, but he grew up in Cheshire, which is not really Liverpool. So he's got a Scouse accent, and he is—he has got a history of Liverpool in him, but he's not actually from. Right, but Liverpool. would it would it be worth claiming Liverpool? Like, is that because I know yes. like you're... Liverpool's very parochial, and that whole he is one of us. Yeah, definitely helps. Right, so it, that, it helps that would me help already. You. Yeah, absolutely. People yeah. just track you down. He's got the yeah. right accent good because yeah. like you you're you're part of hot water i think it's worth talking about hot water like a little bit okay uh, hot water comedy club is um it started a while ago eight years ago eight years ago so basically when you started yeah yeah wow so you guys are on the same little trajectory exactly. yeah okay so hot water comedy club is um for someone who's just kind of come here like i've got people in australia and their only exposure to english comedy is through the hot water comedy club facebook page yeah because they put up uh videos very regularly of their resident host Paul Smith yeah. talking to the crowd. Yeah. That's like their big kind of thing. You know, like there was like the heckler heckler ownage kind of stuff. And there was yeah. like the roasty kind of stuff. And now it's Paul Smith talking to the audience. That's what that's what's yeah. killing it on Facebook and YouTube. And they've kind of created their own thing. They have. Yeah. And now they've got two clubs, like every night. Two clubs, seven nights a week in Liverpool. Yeah. Which is unheard of. Yeah. For a city with a million people Man, in it. That is Sydney doesn't have a seven-night comedy club. doesn't have one. Yeah. Five to six million. Yeah. Not one. Not. I don't think there's a single seven-night comedy club in Australia, to be honest. I think eventually Hot Water Comedy Club will probably open a Sydney comedy club. <laughs> They're going to open several British franchises. Great. Not, not even franchises, just other clubs. Yeah. Um, and I think eventually they will go international. And they've been pretty 
good in supporting local talent. Like you've absolutely you've started certainly in the early days. Yeah. Um, like we got to do club twenties before we had a solid fifteen. Right. Because they were like, just do it and just get better. Go in. And now they're a lot more they're a lot more similar to the comedy store now in that they pay really good wages on a weekend, so to get in you have to be a top level headliner. Yeah, of it, course. They're all headliners. Because they're packed every night of the week. Yeah. Like two hundred people. Yeah. So four hundred people every night of the week. Last night And multiple shows on the weekend, right? They're doing like ten, you said. On like on So a on a Friday you do four and Saturday you do four. Yeah. yeah. And it's just these two two brothers just yeah. doing it. And like it's yeah, I mean I think that's like such a great thing because they put one of my videos up and I have people from Australia being like, hey, mate, you finally cracked hot water. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm like, you have no idea. This is just some tiny club yeah. in Liverpool. Well, it's not tiny. I mean, it's like proper size and everything, but like just put together by two brothers, just open the second one. Yeah. And they're just, they're like, we don't need to be in London. Like they're kind of doing the Adam Rowe thing, but as a venue. Absolutely. And I would not be where I am if it wasn't for them. I owe them a good chunk of my success and career is down to them. Letting me fail, um, letting me do 20s before I was ready, letting me headline weekends. Um, literally, if I write a joke on a Tuesday and I like, oh, I could really do with that working by the weekend because it would fit well with this thing I'm doing, I can ring them and go, can I please just jump on for five minutes? And a lot of the time they say, yeah, and they won't do that for other people, mm. but it's just, you know, I'm close with them. And to have that resource there has been invaluable to to getting better at comedy. And and do you do you think the rest of the comedy scene in the UK has kind of taken notice of that? Like, do you think that is a significant yeah. flag in the ground kind of moment? Other comedy clubs are scared that hot water are going to open in their city and kill them off. Yeah, and and it will happen to some. And they've also got Paul Smith touring around the country, selling out huge theaters. The size of his tour has been insane and there's not a single person in the world who deserves it more. He's so funny. And I said this to someone last week and it, it would be, you would be forgiven for thinking I'm slightly biased because Paul Smith is a really good friend of mine. I don't think there's any other comic work in the clubs in the country that is as good at emceeing and sets as Paul. So there's people who are better at sets but not very good emcees and there's people who are better... Maybe not actually, but maybe a slightly better MC in, but not very good at sets. Yeah. Paul is top level at both. At both. Yeah. Which is very hard to it's do. It's just nailing the yeah. double, which is, they are different skills. Yeah. Because um, obviously you're going up cold, and the other one is you got to slam it because you're going yeah. up hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and, and he's just, he's got no plans to leave Liverpool either, right? No. Why would he? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the thing. I'm like, I find it interesting. Paul doesn't want to be on TV. Yeah, he just wants to. He's got no interest in it at all do his own thing yeah and just stay up here in liverpool yeah. and like you boys are kind of coming up together yeah and working hard and maybe london will have to move to liverpool yes one day Move all the producers up here yeah man it's just yeah because i know birmingham's doing more right it does it does seem to be decentralizing like a little bit at least yeah. at least in terms of comedy i mean this obviously has been in a very terms specific... of live comedy clubs the the scene around the country is great but you know, there's no TV producers going to watch anyone at the Glee Club in Birmingham. Yeah. It's just not happening. And I guess TV, you know, even though TV's dying and it's not as significant as it once was in Australia, in the US, in the UK, 
Like, you know, being on TV used to change everything, whereas now it's I still much think, of a muchness. I still think it's just as important. I think it's just changing a bit. Um, like, you hear the stories of, like, the US back in the day where you do a Tonight Show and then suddenly you've got a career. Yeah. Like, in Australia, you used to do the gala it's not for quite Melbourne. That, obviously, but, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's all online now. They forget that these TV channels have massive online followings themselves. Well, that's it. So, You're so still... if you do Live at the Apollo, yes, it... It used to get seen by three million people, and now it's just three quarters of a million. That's mm. their viewing figures for Live the Apollo. But that clip will get 10 million views on Facebook. Yeah, you'll actually get more views, but yeah. not at the time and not in the same... Yeah. It's not in the same way. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what Paul Smith is, you know, it's all online. Exactly. And nobody's shifting more tickets than him. No. He's doing, he's doing well. He's out, he outsold John Bishop in Liverpool. John Bishop, the man, the king of Liverpool, has been has been overrun, been ousted, been ousted by Paul Smith. Man, it's it is cool that people can kind of take it back. I mean, the internet, I guess, is like the great leveler. Yeah. Like, and and for someone from Liverpool such as yourself, like it must be great because it's like, well, we I, can start there. I do think um, the slight problem with the internet being a thing is people paying their dues is not just about paying your dues. It's about finding the right stagecraft. So the fact that now someone can get have one five-minute bit of material that is absolutely killer, and it gets 100 million views, yeah. and then a manager picks them up and goes, right, you need to tour now, because otherwise these fans will forget who you are, and then they tour and do an hour, and they've got five minutes that is good, and they can't hold themselves on stage for over an hour. They haven't learned how to do it. That will devalue live comedy a little bit. Because people will go, oh, they're only ever good over five minutes. So when people come to see them, they're like, oh, we don't need to see we'll just, that we'll, person live. We'll just stay watching it on Facebook. We'll just enjoy the clip. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's a shift towards live. Like one thing that might surprise you, just like audience sizes in the UK compared to audience sizes in Australia are like, Australia is so tiny. Like to play a show in Australia to over 50 people is not common. Wow. Like... There's the there's the there's the like comedy th- store in Sydney. How much does that hold? Three hundred. Okay. That's like that's the exception. Yeah. And even then, like it's not full most of the time. Even wow. though it's only on Thursday, Friday, two show Saturday. They just introduced a second Saturday show, like in the last so six what, months. Like if you did that run, how mm. many are you expecting to play to each night on a on a normal week? I, I'd say Thursday probably get a hundred and fifty to two hundred, and then Friday. 200 to 300 and then Saturday you probably get the 300 but like a lot of those tickets are comped as well Shit. there's just not the demand for it man like it's just yeah, yeah. I find it weird because like I think Liverpool's like a smaller place but like I still think it's got that kind of Beatles like there's this strong artistic background despite the sport and all that stuff whereas Australia like we watch sport we go to the beach we don't really go to stuff yeah, we're not a going to stuff place. Why would place. you when there's sport and the beach? And I the mean, sun. I think that's the funny thing about somewhere like Liverpool or Manchester compared to London. London's got so much stuff on all the time, and it's yeah. like comedy's just like another thing. Whereas yeah. like here, it's like yeah, if you're in Liverpool and you know there's two comedy nights running every night of the week with hot water, you're gonna go at least once a month because it's just on like all the time. Yeah, well. Like last night, I hosted Hot Water and I always check at the start who's been before and who hasn't. And it's always about 50-50. So, yeah. it's, it's weird. Like some people just haven't been yet. 
They're coming in, they're coming back. Yeah. I guess like people coming through Liverpool, they're probably like, oh yeah, got to yeah, check that out. Yeah, we had a group in who travelled from Hull last night just to come to Hotwater Comedy Club. Mate, <laughs> told you, you don't have to go to London anymore. Yeah. It's coming to Liverpool. Yeah, you yeah. just stay put they are. and just pay less rent than me and I'll weep and yeah. get that cheese grater out and rub my fucking balls on it <laughs> and be like, I made the right choice coming from Sydney to here. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's pretty much out of time. Is there anything is there anything you'd like to just promote apart from the great city of Liverpool? Uh, going on tour. Going on tour. Yeah. So Adam Road.co.uk slash shows. Yeah, I'll, I'll put over. I'll put all this stuff in the description. Don't worry. But yeah, just please. Yeah, uh, I'm going all over the place. It starts the end of October, runs till the end of November. So hopefully it's out by then, and we'll. Uh... Look, it'll be out by the end of November, guaranteed. <laughs> it's a lock. Um, but no, thank, thanks for taking the time, man, and talking a little bit, me. a little bit about Liverpool. And I think mainly we need to look up what fucking Scouse, why that, why yeah, that yeah. exists, that's because that's a that's a huge error. It's all right, I'll put it in the outro. It'll be fine. <laughs> all right, thanks so much, Adam. Have a good one. Cheers, man. Bye. So that was my chat with Liverpool's Adam Rowe, the king of Liverpool. Well, not really. Apparently, Paul Smith's getting around being called the Ginger Beetle, so I think he's got to knock him off that perch. But absolutely a comedian who is rising through the UK big time. And he's not leaving Liverpool except to go to America, which, you know, in the end, that kind of makes sense to me, right? Like, I, if I lived in Australia, I'd probably live in Sydney. But since I'm in the UK, let's play the big game. Let's live in London. But you probably want to live where it's familiar if it's in your own country. Just seems more convenient. Um, but yeah, obviously we said we had to figure out where the term Scouse comes from. We Googled it immediately. I told you, Adam Rose is a dynamo, man. He doesn't waste any time. Uh, and Scouse comes from the soup Lobscouse, which uh, was a type of stew, Norwegian in origin, that was popular amongst sailors and is still eaten in Liverpool today. That's the thing, right? We're talking about Liverpool. It started as a, a, a dock town, a, bit, a lot of sailors coming through, and that's where the accent came from. I think in England, it's got this, it's got this reputation for being like high and really terrible, but I, you know, I, I dig it. I think anyone listening to that episode would have enjoyed every single time Adam Rowe got to talk. I think it's a... They get, they get, uh, the joke is that it causes tinnitus. That's how high it is, but like, come on, man. I think it's, it's kind of nice, you know? I can, I can understand it all. I hope you guys could too. I'm sure you can. Um, obviously, uh, Adam was mentioning his tour, which is about to kick off in October, going all around the UK. Uh, his recent show was called Undeniable. And as he said, the tour is at adam-row.co.uk slash shows. I'm going to put that down in the description and stuff. You should go see him live, man. He is a beast on stage and you know that he's going to put on a hell of a show. Like you can just you can just feel the work ethic coming out of that dude. I was talking to him about Liverpool and he just couldn't help but bring it back to comedy every single time because that's that's where he's at, man. He wants to he wants to get on top. And um, obviously, uh, if you want to find him on Twitter, he did have a crack at some maths there. Um, if you want to find him on Twitter, it's at Adam Rowe Comedy. Rowe is spelled R-O-W-E. That's how you spell Rowe. The rest of it should be able to figure out. Uh, and the one thing I was curious about Liverpool, just because I uh, said it was a million people, but um, yeah, when I'm up there, it does seem like there's a little bit more than that. And yeah, it is actually 2 million, 2 million population. 
but still like shout out to hot water comedy club running two clubs in that city every single night of the week with some of the best acts from all around the country coming to liverpool to play them that's the thing that that club is forcing everyone else from around the uk to do what adam rose has been made to do and come down to london to work now everyone's got to get up to liverpool to work that's how it happens but anyway it's really great chatting with adam i just really liked the way that he you know he looks at comedy as a job just as a job he could have been an accountant he was like wait a second let's do comedy that sounds way more fun but i'm gonna come in i'm gonna work hard I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get any of that, you know, sad clown shit. No, he wears leather jacket. He hands out his own flyers, even though he's packing out a 200 seat venue almost every day in Edinburgh. He doesn't care, man. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to look like he's above it. He doesn't want to look aloof. He wants to get on stage and make you laugh. And man, that's it's it's paying dividends. Best joke at the fringe. As I said, he can pull a mic out the stand, launch it halfway across the stage, and then still come on and kill, because he doesn't care. Anyway, that was my that was my second the second episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope I enjoyed chatting to Adam. I, I want to get him back. I want to learn more about Liverpool already, and I want to learn more about this Manchester thing. Like I can't, I just can't buy into that. You know, like from Liverpool, loves Liverpool. Like if you want to, if you want to get how big like sport is in Liverpool, if you Google Liverpool. The first thing that comes up is the football team rather than the city. All right, that's number one. And if you look to any Liverpool fan, they hate Manchester. But you mentioned it to Adam for two seconds. He's like, yeah, if I had to live anywhere else, it'd be Manchester, 100%. I don't get that, man. I'm from Sydney. And if you were like, Dan, you got to live somewhere else in Australia, I wouldn't say Melbourne. I don't like it. I just, I can't, I can't justify living in Melbourne. I think I go maybe Brisbane because at least Brisbane's cheap, you know? That's the one thing. You talk you talk to these people from the north of England, man. You hear what they're paying for rent. It really makes you reconsider living in London. You know, you're like, geez, I know there's five airports, but I could have like a house. I could have a backyard with one of those weird low English walls. That's the one thing. If you've never been up here, every English house in their backyard has real low walls. You can just kind of see into your neighbor's lawn. I don't know. It's a bit familiar, a bit familiar for me. But anyway, that's it. That's the second episode. Uh, Adam Rowe, great comic. Check him out on his tour around the UK. And I'm sure he will be in Australia at Melbourne very, very, very soon. Uh, that's the second episode of the Union Jack Off. I've been Daniel Muggleton. Uh, catch you guys next week. Cheers. Mm-hmm.